0: Well,
1: again, I want to welcome you here today. It's so good to have you as we conclude our journey to Christmas. And for those of you that know me, you know I am as giddy as any kid in this place today because I'm Christmas crazy. We're Christmas crazy at our house. We're the, we're the weird family that puts up Christmas decorations uh, on Halloween. And so we are those people but we celebrate what our God has done for us and how much he loves us. And so uh, uh, it's so good to be able to celebrate that with you here today. For those of you that were with us last week, our choir did just a beautiful job of sharing the story uh, of Christmas and God's love and what that means for us as followers of Jesus. And we were so blessed and And uh, they, uh, after they finished, I got up and said that uh, they had told me I had 10 minutes last week uh, in order to uh, share what I wanted to share. Uh, We have some very rude people that attend our church that now have me on a timer to see how long I go. And they said my 10 minutes lasted 27 last week. And so I'm going to try to make up for that this week, but uh, you know me. I, I, who knows how long this will go, but we'll try to have you out of here shortly uh, as we celebrate today. We, today we go from the stable to the table as we uh, enjoy together a time of Christmas communion together. And, and last week I shared with you as we talked about the story of Christmas that the story of Christmas is a story of journeys. We've been doing a Bible study about it on Wednesday nights leading up to this time as we are journeying together towards Christmas. We've been looking at the different journeys uh, that take place throughout the Christmas story. There's the journey of the the shepherds who traveled from their fields to uh, the stable. There's the story of of the wise men uh, who were following a, a star to the Messiah. There's the story of Mary and Joseph as they traveled from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And we've been looking at all those different journeys. And last week, we kind of wrapped it all up talking about and looking at the journey of Jesus as he came from his home in heaven. Uh, to a manger there uh, in Bethlehem. And we talked about uh, how amazing and how miraculous that journey was. We've been looking at prophecies uh, that were fulfilled from the Old Testament. Over 320 prophecies in the Old Testament. Very detailed and specific prophecies about the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus uh, that we saw fulfilled through the life of Jesus. Just God putting his stamp of authentication uh, on that entire thing thing and so we've been talking about that and at Christmas time I want to conclude today by talking about another journey and we touched on it as we closed last week but that's our journey Uh, Where where is our journey in the story of Jesus and in the story uh, uh, of Christmas? And at Christmas time, one of the best parts of Christmas often is being able to journey and go home, right? To be able to go and visit with family. Well, for some of us, that's a pleasant experience. For some of you, I know that may not be such a pleasant experience. But that's a, a beautiful part of what Christmas is all about. It's the journeys and travels that we have to visit with family. Uh, and friends during the holidays, and it's amazing uh, all of the images, uh, all of the feelings that a simple four-letter word can bring into our hearts and to our minds, and that's that word home. Uh, Our everyday language, we hear it talked about a lot. We speak to uh, the fact that uh, we we see the signs on the walls uh, that say, home, sweet home, right? Uh, in sports, uh, the, the home court advantage always plays a role uh, in, in the competition that's taking place. Uh, you think about it, a lot of times kids will go to camp, and what happens? They get homesick, don't they? Uh, sometimes good food is described how? Like a home-cooked meal. There's so many images and feelings that we have that are associated uh, with home in baseball you don't score until you go where? Home, Home, right? You don't get any points until you go home. There's a lot of songs that that conjure up feelings of home. Take me home, country roads, right? Sweet home, Alabama. The green, green grass of home. When I was a kid, I would go off to play. I've shared with a lot of you that I was raised in the ghetto. Many of you have questioned that. I've taken some of you there and you've been shot at. But uh, when I was a kid, when we would go play with the other neighborhood kids, whether we'd take off on foot or take off on our bicycles, mother would always say, be home before it gets dark, Right be home. When the street lights come on, you should, you should be home. And, and, and when uh, parents with teenagers, what do they do? They always give uh, their teens a time to be home. And Christmas has a lot to do with home. Today, after this service, we're actually going to be going to my parents' house uh, and I'm going home, like many of you, to celebrate uh, with my family. In December, of 1903 after many attempts the Wright brothers Orville and Wilbur uh, they were successful in getting their flying machine off the ground and getting it to fly for the very first time and into the air and they were thrilled over their accomplishment and and what they had done and what they had achieved and so after it happened they went and they telegraphed a message to their sister uh, Catherine and the telegraph said this, that they sent home to uh, their sister. It said, we have actually flown 120 feet. We'll be home for Christmas. Catherine received the telegraph, and when she got it, uh, the story says that she hurried to the local newspaper to take the telegraph to the editor to share the exciting news that uh, of what they had done and the editor of the newspaper read the Telegraph, and he said, how nice. The boys will be home for Christmas. He totally missed the big news, right? He totally missed the fact that for the first time in human history, someone had actually flown a machine uh, in the air and, and, and flown, or had he really missed the big news? Maybe the big news actually was that the boys would be home for Christmas. And this image of home is all over the Christmas story as we read it throughout the Bible and as Lynette shared it with us this morning. On Mary and Joseph's journey, where were they headed? Well, they were actually headed to Joseph's home, right? That's where uh, they were going to, to Joseph's hometown. I suspect as they were traveling Uh, That distance there, Joseph was probably humming the tune, I'll be home for Christmas, (laughs) on his way to Bethlehem. Had it playing on his iPhone. But there's another way, a much more important way, I believe, that home plays a very important part of the Christmas story. And maybe this picture this morning will help you understand it a little better. This is a picture that Norman Rockwell painted in 1954. In this picture, you see two people uh, there. It appears to be a a farmer, probably a a dad. And his son are sitting there on the sideboards of that old pickup truck. The son's holding a present there in his hands. I don't know if you can see it uh, very well, but he's holding uh, a present there in his hands, maybe something uh, that his mom had given him. The family dog even knows something's up. You can see it in his eyes as he lays his head there on the son's uh, knee. And if you look closely, there are some books that are stacked there on top of a suitcase. And on that suitcase is a a, a sticker that uh, is from a, a state university. doesn't take long to figure out while you're looking at this picture that the boy is leaving home to go to college. His face shows that he's anxiously awaiting right his face shows that he's 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 looking he's waiting for perhaps the bus to come and and pick him up to take him while his father's face tells a much different story his father's face shows the pain of the situation and he's looking in the opposite direction because he doesn't want to see the bus coming to take his son away. And Rockwell appropriately, I believe, gave this painting the name Breaking Home Ties. And I wonder what this scene looked like in heaven when Jesus left home to come to this earth. I wonder if that day and that moment moved the heart of his father because God's love uh, for us didn't come without a tremendous price tag. God's love for us didn't come without a tremendous sacrifice for you and for me. Jesus left home. He left his, his home in heaven, temporarily uh, sacrificing this, uh, you know, the kind of relationship that he had known with his father all throughout eternity. And, and he left the comfort, he left the splendor uh, of that place to, to come here. And I'm sure that his father also felt, uh, you know, the, the change in the way that things had always been up until this day that he would leave home and the son left home. And he came uh, to earth as a baby. And think about how he came. He came vulnerable, right? He came as this tiny uh, little infant. When he came to this earth, he came as, as this little baby that would have been helpless. And, and if you think about it, the caregiver now has, had subjected himself to now needing constant care in his own life. Why did he do that? To be our salvation, to to be uh, yours and and my salvation, to give his life for ours, to to call uh, us home, to call us to his home, where he came from, right? And while Jesus was here on this earth, we see it recorded uh, in the New Testament, in the book of John, chapter 14 and verse 2, Jesus said, there's more than enough room in my father's home. (laughs) If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? What was he doing? He was telling us about home. (laughs) He was telling us about home, not just his home, but our home. And don't miss this. Jesus left his home to remind us we're not home yet. We're not home yet. Here's another Norman Rockwell painting I want you to see this morning. And he simply titled this one, Same Grace. And here you can see a young boy and it's probably his grandmother uh, that's sitting at this table from the bags that are laying there by their chairs. Uh, It appears that they're on a journey as well. Uh, They've stopped by what appears to be a really busy diner uh, for a bite to eat. And it's so crowded there that they've actually had to sit at a table with a couple of strangers. Uh, And you can tell by how the little boy is sitting there on the edge of his seat, leaning into his grandmother, uh, that, that he's a little nervous about these people they're having to share this table with, right? And he leans as close as he can, sitting on the edge of his seat, toward his grandmother why does he do that because in his grandmother there's a piece of home right there's a a security and and in scary situations and in uncomfortable uh surroundings that piece of home can bring us a whole lot of security uh in our lives and we see that in the picture of this little boy and his grandmother and on the night before jesus died Think about what he did. He took his disciples into an upper room. Many pictures show that they were leaning into one another and leaning into Jesus. And he he gave them some bread and he gave them some wine. And he told them, as they leaned into one another, this is my body, this is my blood. And he said, Do this in remembrance. Of me. And I believe one of the things that he wanted us to remember today is this we're never very far away from home. This meal today that we're going to uh, participate in, the bread and, and the juice, it's a piece of home. And in scary situations, during uncertain times, during strange surroundings, can I just tell you that little piece of home can bring us so much security and so much peace and so much hope. So, where will you be this Christmas? With family? with friends. Maybe some of you are having to work. We've got some soldiers that are far from home. Maybe this year at Christmas, you might even have to spend Christmas alone. And if you feel like you'll only be home for Christmas in your dreams, I want you to remember this today. Jesus left his home to remind us that none of us are really home yet. But this morning, our Christmas communion is going to be a taste of home. Jesus said to do this and remember that home is not far away. And so when we take part in the Lord's Supper, when we take part in this communion today, here's what we're saying when we do that when we receive the communion and we participate in it, here's what we're saying. Here's what we're declaring or announcing. We're saying that I believe in Jesus. We're saying that we believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that he came to this earth wrapped as a baby in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger and he lived a life to give us an example of how we should live. We're announcing that Jesus came And we believe that he died on the cross for us. He died on the cross for my sins. And then he rose from the dead. We're announcing that we believe in a risen Savior. And that he now sits at the right hand of God. And I believe that he's coming back one day. To take me home. That's your announcement. That's your declaration. As you receive and participate in Christmas communion today. I'd like to ask our ushers if they would to come back this morning and to assist me as we distribute the sacraments this morning. Before they do, I just want to share with you that the Church of the Nazarene does not require that you be a member of our local church in order to taken to receive communion only that you are a member of his church that you're a follower of Jesus and you want to make the declaration that I just shared with you this morning and if you have believed and you have received Christ as your personal savior then you're invited to the table this morning you're invited to uh, participate and if you would like for your children to participate uh, that's solely up to you i leave that up to your discretion. You're more than welcome to do that. If you want to uh, teach your children the importance of this beautiful sacrament that we're participating in today. So now, ushers, if you would, if you would help us distribute those to whoever would like to receive them this morning. Has everyone received a communion cup this morning? If you peel back the foil on the top of the cup, it will uncover the bread first and then the juice. So if you will peel that back just about halfway and remove the bread, just hold it there in your hand for a second someone around you needs assistance, please take a moment to help them. I know these can be difficult sometimes. <laughs> Jesus said this about the bread that you're holding. He said, this is my body, which was broken for you. He said, do this in remembrance of me. So let's eat the bread this morning and remember Christ's body, which was broken because it was by his wounds that we are healed. Let's eat. Now, Peel back the foil there and it will expose the cup of juice. Jesus said this about the cup that you're holding this morning. He said that this cup is the new covenant in my blood. He said, whenever you drink this, do this in remembrance of me. So this morning, let's drink... Of the cup and remember the blood that was shed so that our sins could be forgiven and so that one day we can be home with Him in heaven. Let's drink. Let's pray. God, we thank you today for this beautiful reminder. You gave us this sacrament, you gave us this command, you gave us this instruction to do what we're doing here today. In remembrance for what you've done for us. And God, today we celebrate. Today we are a grateful people. We're grateful sons and daughters for the kind of love that you have shown us, for the kind of love that you've poured out upon us through your mercy and your grace and God I just can't help but think that there'd be someone here today that maybe hasn't believed and received like we were talking about and maybe they've never actually surrendered surrendered their life to you And they find that there's really no hope and there's really no peace in their life because they don't have this promise of home that we've been talking about this morning. And God, so it would be my prayer today that if there would be even one person here that doesn't know you, that hasn't received you, that hasn't experienced your forgiveness and your mercy and your grace and the the transformation that comes when we ask you into our heart. If there be one person here today that has never surrendered their life to you, I pray that during this Christmas time, during this holiday season, maybe even right there where they sit today, they would speak a, a word of prayer to you of surrender. Surrendering their lives to you because home will only be a beautiful, a much more beautiful place if we're all able to be there together. I can't even imagine being able to gather around the throne with not only my family, but my church family. And those that you've put in our community for us to minister to. How beautiful it would be if we could all be there and gathered around the throne. And so if there's one here today that has any doubts or any concerns about whether they're going to be there or not. Today God I pray that you would make yourself very real and very evident to them. That that's what they need to do. And that today would be a day of decision. Today would be a day of commitment and sacrifice. To give their lives to you. To surrender to you. Because God. That's all we have to offer you is our life. Our life, our faithfulness, our obedience, our service to you. And God, during this time, uh, as we celebrate together, we thank you again for the wonderful, wonderful sense of your spirit that's at work in our lives and in our families and in our church and in this community. We are so blessed. And you've given us another day today to be your representative here to this community you've given us another day to be your hands and feet and so I pray that we'll be careful to to look and to listen and to pay close attention to how you would want to use us today and in the days ahead in our families and in this community and in this world and God will always be careful to give you the praise and the glory that you deserve we love you so much thank you for loving us the way that you do It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, this morning, I want to thank you so much for coming today. And God bless you. And from our staff and from our families to yours, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. And hopefully someone on our staff can have a trash can out there by the door, perhaps, where you can throw that away. God bless you. Have a very Merry Christmas. You're dismissed. Be careful. The tree no life no present no snow no being the first christmas. christmas the first christmas, christmas. The first christmas. christmas. Hey, Bo,